How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, it's going overly clean. Yeah? My fingers are pruny and dry, mm. and I have to sneeze. From the scrubbing. Yeah, I've been touching some chemicals and whatnot. Yeah. Did you open the windows? I should open the windows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what the weather's like outside, but it's pretty nice up here. Oh, it's balmy as fuck. It's been like high 60s, low 70s all week. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's I not like too it. bad. It's not too bad around. Well, actually, I know that there's trees around your apartment too, but we have trees all around us and like they subtract from the humidity a little bit. Because you get like little pockets of shade and stuff like that. I don't know. There's an impact if there's foliage around. Oh, yeah. I was uh, walking around my development earlier. Mm-hmm. And half of it is like under trees or by some trees. And there's a stretch of it. They're like, we decided to put no trees here. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and you feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got the uh, the black top reflecting the extra heat. Like, ah. mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely not optimized, but um, otherwise doing all right, playing games, living your life, getting ready to move. move. Yeah, I'm <laughs> living, living my life. I got a, I didn't send the picture, but I did take a picture of my living room earlier in the week mm-hmm. and my living room is boxes yeah. and furniture or broken down things. And then yeah. as you see behind me, what do you see behind me? I see a box. <laughs> And oh, that's one box. <laughs> I see oh, one actually. box. <laughs> and that's some the, the and a paperwork I've never dealt with box. Mm-hmm. But if I ever get audited, I'm going to throw it in their face and run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say the acoustics have all gone, all gone to crap. Like this recording's not even going to be usable because you don't what? have what? the... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, because you don't have the pads on the wall. Yeah, that was initially for what I thought was... A neighbor that hopefully lived adjacent to me but no they live below me and i can't really put additional padding on carpet <laughs> well you can it's just very expensive and it doesn't accomplish very much just get a second layer of carpet on top uh-huh actual eggshell cartons <laughs> just lay them all out <laughs> to the floor and you'll be walking on eggshell cartons <laughs> whoa whoa mm-hmm I'm walking on eggshells. <laughs> Whoa. I will yeah. say one thing that's nice about packing is I had some like small boxes, like shoe boxes type thing, or like small snack packs you get from Amazon for like beef jerky or potato chips or whatever. Yeah. And I put it into a bigger box and it fit so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I was doing my own little bit of Tetris. I'm like, yes. Now, yep. ignore the other 10 boxes that are pure chaos of like, this will fit, throws in, and then mm-hmm. it's not balanced as far as weight. Like, one thing is like partially glass, partially closed. Mm, we'll figure it out. I mean, that's ideal, though. Pad pad the glass a bit, right? That so, is why I did that, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, boxing boxes is, that's the next level up. Like, that's the tier. Um, 
it's a theoretical like scientists haven't reached this yet but if you go advanced enough with it you can actually get one massive box that has all of the other boxes that are included in moving and then you just need to move one box so actually it's a house you live in it at that point <laughs> so you're saying i put my zip files mm-hmm. in another yeah. zip file <laughs> that's how you get a zip bomb I feel like that's how somebody invented a computer directory system. Hmm. Where are these files going to go? Here. I don't like that. What <laughs> we, if, made a, yeah. <laughs> we made a special file <laughs> and it holds other files. Like a folder. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. This is a nerdy aside, but do you remember um, Do you remember, remember what zip bombs were? Did you ever encounter those during our time working in the mines? Uh, I, th- I assume it was like an overly zipped file, like yeah. at least nine or ten times. There is a fun one. Um, so, and you can actually find this one on Wikipedia. This is just trivia at this point, but it's called 42. And it's a zip file, and it's 42 kilobytes large. And if you go into it, it's got a bunch of files compressed inside of it. And those are further compressed and further compressed. And then it's like a branching tree out. So there's all of these files at the lowest level. And the lowest level file is like each four gigs or something like that. Um, And so if you were to like extract the whole thing, it's like 42 terabytes or something like that. It's insane. Um, And the file when it's all compressed is just 42 kilobytes and it's named 42 and I love it. It's It's basically computer science art. Yeah, that's a really impressive compression. Mm -hmm. I thought it either capped at a point or you just didn't get a return on it. Yeah. As far as compression. Yeah, it's basically like exactly programmed. Like the byte data is just there to exploit the compression algorithm, like in the least efficient way possible. But yeah. And then the other type of zip bombs are zip bombs, which is a file inside of a zip. And when you extract the file, it is the same thing as the original zip. (laughs) Which you can guess what that would do to software that's meant to extract all of the files recursively inside of an archive. So you still end up in that file? Apparently. (laughs) Yeah, right. Expected wait time. It doesn't have an expected wait time. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fun. But thankfully, moving's not like that. Usually you get one or two boxes deep. Yeah. And I've, I'm going to use the term hired very loosely, uh, hired solicited. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, here was the strat, right? I told people like, Hey, I'm moving and this Mm. is the date I'm moving. And they're like, Oh, do you want help with that? I'm like, you know what? That sounds nice. I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) Right. So I didn't actually ask anybody. That's true. Yeah. Even, even when someone like, um, had to back out due to whatever reasons. You're just like, oh, we had someone who canceled. You're like, all right. Uh, anybody else around? You're like, okay, yeah, volunteer. You never admit, directly make the ask. Call out the one person. It's the opposite of the um, if you need to get someone to help you, like in an emergency situation where you're supposed to single one person out of the crowd. Yeah, you just do the opposite of that. You're like, well. I'm moving, but I mean, that's, that's the benefit if you have good friends, I guess. Oh yeah. It's also like, it's a, it's a bodies thing. I really just Mm -hmm. need bodies and I don't want to like ask one. So like, obviously Justin's the closest, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to either directly ask him or directly ask you because like you'd probably be available. 
probably would do it. But if I said like, hey, could you do this thing? Mm-hmm. Be kind of pressured to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then you have to, it's either straight up decline or it's the it, it's the equivalent of like tentative or accept for a meeting, right? Yeah. You're like, ah, I might make it. Yeah, I'll see what I'm feeling day of, you know, right? But yeah, and it's like, if someone's like, hey, I just don't want to fucking do that. I'm like, hey, I get it. it fucking mm-hmm. sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but like a wedding, you probably want to actually know whether people are going to show up or not, right? So here's the thing. And I'm going to say this because I don't think my cousin listens. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I did mail this one back. I got a, a wedding invite from a cousin. Mm-hmm. And I say a cousin because I, I almost don't remember their name. I see them so infrequently. Yeah. You're it's, not related to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely related to them. <laughs> but like, we don't interact. I'd see like maybe once every one to two years type thing. Mm-hmm. I like some holidays. And again, there was like a, at least a five or six year age gap. I was usually right. hanging out with older cousins, if anything. But they're getting married, and they invited right. me because I guess because I'm family, which is a nice thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but the card says like, "Hey, do you accept? You will be attending, or do you unfortunately have to decline?" And mm-hmm. I was just gonna be like, "I'm not gonna fucking mail it," but they gave you an envelope too, and I was like, "I should probably be polite." And uh-huh. since they went through that effort, um, respond back and like, "Hey, I won't be able to make it." Mm-hmm. But it's more of like what would i do there yeah 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 it's it's nice to like for important things going on in people's lives it's nice if you can contribute to the stability rather this is just life advice at this point contribute to the stability rather than the instability it's like hey you have a friend and they had a breakup or something like that they probably don't need actual advice from you I've tried to provide that for people in the past and that's never what they actually really want. They probably just want someone to listen, right? Like they don't need to hear this is how it's going to be better down the line. Really? They normally or like, hey, there are other people for you to date or whatever. Like they don't need platitudes. They just need stability. And same for me. They need you to hold the phone and swipe like, what about this one? (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) They need you to vet uh, all of the candidates that have applied for the replacement position. (laughs) No, I I get that. In the moment, it's very much. But again, like we've probably, we've talked about this before, but like I'm a problem solver by nature. If Mm -hmm. a friend presents to me a problem, I'm like, how can we fix it? Yeah, you're a computer Um, scientist. Yes. And I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me devise an algorithm to <laughs> right. yeah. push up glasses. <laughs> Clear I'm glad, I'm glad the voice carried it. over. Uh-huh. That. Um, but yeah, it's very much like I want, I don't want them to feel bad. I want to try mm. and fix the situation. Yeah. A lot of times they're not situations that can be fixed. Yes. And right. it, it took me a while to get to the point of like, oh, I, they just need somebody to be like, hey, that fucking sucks. And just let yeah. them talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with yeah. me, fix my fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. I think, like, even amongst computer scientists, as many of our friends are, um, like when it happens to them, a lot of times they still don't want or need a solution. They need the support. They need somebody to talk to in general, or something to keep their mind off of it, or whatever. There's like the, there's that platitude like time heals all wounds, which I think is I think is like I don't know if it's true or not. It's worthless, <laughs> you know, in the moment, right? You're like it you're is, not going to hear is that. It's true, but it is like 
time is a required component. It's one of the yes. input variables in healing, it's, which is the function. <laughs> it's like telling a kid, like, hey, this won't matter when you're older, when you're older, by like some high school drama. And they're like, okay, yeah. but this is now. Yeah, like, know? this is the center of my universe you're talking about. It's like trying to explain not nihil- nihilism to like mm-hmm. a youth who's mm-hmm. like having trouble at a video game. It's like, well, in the grand scheme of things, the uh-huh. fuck does that how does that apply how does that yeah. help um, literally this is coming off of our uh, our like toxicity episode yeah in the moment it seems so absolutely important like and once you move beyond it it starts to fade and moving beyond it might literally be looking away from the screen if it's a video game or spending some time outside of the relationship if you're you know recovering from a breakup or something like that i was like how deep are these video games you're playing <laughs> right <laughs> Also, I thought of like a a witty anecdote. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a breakup and a breakdown? Ooh, I don't know. One causes the other. Oh, dang. That's pretty good. I understand that like as, as a sentence structure, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But the one well, causes the other thing I thought was kind of, oh. Yeah. It's kind of got the, um, not to disparage it, because I do think it has that, but it's like the uh, MySpace cover story. Oh, vibe yeah. thing it's right, right. <laughs> yeah. they had a breakdown so i broke up with them i'm not uh-huh. trying to deal with emotions i'm realize. just here for the sex it's the realize 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 thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no that's An- good another notable thing to take from the smith family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hashtag goals yeah take everything from the smiths if you know someone in your life named Smith, <laughs> just steal all their stuff. <laughs> they don't need it. And if anything, they're probably spies. It's true. Do you remember That's, that movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. I think or, it was, no, Meet uh, the Smiths. Was it? I think it was Brad Pitt and Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Angelina Jolie and somebody at the height of their... Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. That's what it was, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. But you take two attractive actor people and you're like spy thriller but uh-huh. they gotta pretend to be how normal white house people how about yeah. that it was absolutely like summer action rom-com yeah, it, flick i enjoyed yeah. it at the time i've never seen it but also think. it was like probably was like 12 and i was mm-hmm. just there for angelina jolie hmm. yeah that's fair i feel like a lot of people are Remember Wanted? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wanted is definitely a movie. Wanted is like, I forget that it was a movie and I get reminded that it was a movie. And then I get reminded like certain actors were in it that I didn't know were, but are actually now prominent figures. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt. He was the asshole who gets hit by the keyboard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Then they like the F you. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah huh yeah i saw that movie once and i didn't at the point i was at in my life i didn't even have discretion when it came to movies like to be able to tell whether a movie was like campy or bad or good or whatever it was just entertaining or not and it still registered (laughs) as like bad i was like (laughs) wait a minute like i can't even suspend disbelief for the way this universe works it's basically like it's like if john wick was bad that's the way that their action universe exists. Cause yeah. like John wicks, just like, Hey, super spies get away with from all this stuff. And they live in the society and they do all this 
well, we all live in a society. They live in a different society. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they can accomplish all these tasks and they're super dangerous. And then Wanted, it's like, if you like spin a gun real hard, you can curve a bullet around a corner. (laughs) Legitimately, the amount of things I try to spin afterwards, like, could I curve something? Uh Uh-huh, right. A lot of it was done with like a Frisbee as far as trying to apply the theory. Mm. Um, I did get actually a spin on the Frisbee. Actually, yeah. that's how frisbees work. Um, but I've already known how to curve those for years, right? You're pretty that's good one of my small points of pride. I'm like, I could, I could curve a frisbee in a way you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. It's hammer. It's a hammer throw. That's what he's describing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> Stolen straight from the original Mario Bros. You just got. To... Mm-hmm. Oh right. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about like how impossible it would be to solve crime crime scenes if physics worked like they worked in the wanted movie though because it'd be like oh yes they shot themselves in the side of the head with a bullet that they curved in a circle (laughs) and you're like wait what (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess spoilers but i don't care i would purposefully department is just full uh charlie in the mailroom uh-huh I think that movie literally culminated with like a shot that was like following. It was like, what was it? Uh, like Call of Duty for account for the Coriolis effect of the Earth yeah. sniper mm-hmm. rifle between like a train like that was passing by at high speed went between the tracks or whatever. Between literally that whole scene went on to inspire like the whole series of sniper games, in my opinion. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if from really far away you left clicked on a guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. no it was dumb it was really dumb the other thing about that scene that bothered me was um the decoy that's like sitting in the seat who's pretending to be the guy that's going to be killed by um morgan freeman morgan freeman uh-huh i know this is gonna, yeah. yeah i yeah. just don't remember if he was like in charge of the League of Assassins, whatever the fuck they're called. He was. He was. And he like turned against them and he was he basically like made this rogue faction. Why do I remember so much about Wanted? I don't know. Anyways. You remember more than I do. I remember that there was a Morgan Freeman had a spool. Yes. It was like the, he had the, some... the loom of fate or whatever it was. Yeah. He had a loom. Mm-hmm. And names would come off it. And it's like, this is the person you have to assassinate. It was dumb (laughs) Um, i mean i feel like minority report had a cool version of that minority report in its entire the structure of like what it was was Mm -hmm. a cool concept yeah and i enjoyed it at the time and i was like i don't ever want to get my get eye surgery (laughs) yeah so i gotta queue up minority report but number but on wanted to finish the point at the end of the movie there's a decoy and he's it's supposed to look like the protagonist having retreated back to his office job He's he's rejected the assassin life or whatever. And Morgan Freeman shows up like, hey, you don't get out that easy. He's going to kill the guy. Mm-hmm. And then he spins around in the chair and it's someone else, obviously different from the front. And then Morgan Freeman gets shot because there's this big twist. And it was all planned and you have all of it. And there's the super sniper. But the guy that was sitting in the chair smiles like haha got you as if morgan freeman didn't just have like a gun to the back of his head and he could have just killed him right like instead of letting the chair spin or whatever if you're the decoy in that situation why do you smile when you could just be shot i don't know implausible that was your problem with the movie (laughs) yeah that was the main thing um minority reports amazing though 
Yeah, it was really good. I don't really I, remember too much about it outside of uh, the precogs blaming mm-hmm. people or saying, like, this is the person who will commit a crime, and then yeah. the person gets set up. They had nightmares that were precognizant of murders that would happen. Mm-hmm. So um, it was pre-crime was the term for it. Um, and so this whole industry is set up just to catch the people before they actually commit the crime. Oh, you mean unlike police? Yeah. Boom, roasted <laughs> freaking, fucking pigs. Freaking um, got them. What I, I kind of liked that concept, like I said. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the anime? I'm going to no. blank on the fucking name now. <laughs> There's no way. If I don't oh. know the name, if you don't know the name right, if it's not like Code Geass or like Kill La Kill, the answer is no. <laughs> I, I apologize, apologize to Justin and Reggie who are listening and screaming at this episode. Um, it's not Ghost in the Shell. That's the other one I've no, also seen. That's, that's a really good one. This was okay. But the premise is a similar thing where like, oh, it's going to come to me mid-sense. Uh, uh-huh. Is it but Future Diary? E- each of the cops have <laughs> guns, uh-huh. and the gun will basically determine their the person's threat level. Yep, thank you, Psychopaths. See, I, I said it was going to come to me during mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I actually have seen this one. But it was a cool theory, but obviously somebody lived outside of the norm to where mm-hmm. like they committed a murder in front of a cop who had the gun, and the gun's like, this person's not a threat. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's some faultiness with the software or whatever else, and it kind of goes into but it explores that similar idea of hey we're gonna let something else determine somebody else's guilt Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a um it's an interesting direction to explore in like sci-fi ai ethics i guess it's an offshoot of that but it's the idea that humans have divested themselves from the ethical determination equation basically themselves they're relying on an outside source to tell them what is ethically correct or not now if you're anybody who's ever worked with a company that's done some outsourcing <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> right. I, I, I do kind of like the the future theory of sci-fi of we've been doing this so long that we just established a system right and so mm-hmm. you just trust in the system and right. like all systems, it works for, let's say, a majority, um, but it's always the minority who gets fucked over. Yeah, but they get the report. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, that was a really good tie-in. Um, mm-hmm. But I just like that exploring it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ghost in the Shell kind of explores that, too, of like, hey, um, people have access to being androids and artificial piece of their body. And putting their brain on the net and other things. It just goes into like really cool spaces with it. Oh, yeah. But that also kind of goes a bit into transhumanism, which is another fun sci-fi topic that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And this is how I wedge in Westworld for the remaining hour. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is Dave Dave had like promised as a threat, threatened me with a Westworld episode um, many years back. Um, And I knew it was going to come at some point. (laughs) I just didn't know when. The day has come. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one of the, um, one of the like, I can guess at what the impetus was for Minority Report or something where like humans are divested of their ethics determination, and my guess is they just thought about like how a twelve person jury works, 
and they were like yeah yeah i mean that is dumb <laughs> like that is bad you can just <laughs> like there's so many like ways it can be swayed or maybe it's just like regionally terrible like the fact that the best system we could come up with is you just like get half of a statistically number statistically significant number of people involved mm-hmm. and you're like hopefully they get the right conclusion see it, what i it's don't like, like about logic. the system is how many people do you know like five how many people do you not know a lot more than five <laughs> how many people are you not close and familiar with that you have encountered or met or interacted on some degree who you would mm-hmm. consider to be not the smartest <laughs> right yeah so you take like we certainly take education some other things for granted because that was a part of our upbringing and our life so it's like we assume other people have the same advantages or like the same style of thinking and mm-hmm. are compassionate and smart and logical but holy fuck a lot of people are not they might be like one or two of those but not not all yeah. three yeah but like even simple logic, some people just maybe their mind's not geared that way. Mm. And then you're like, hey, given this evidence, and they're like, uh-huh. It's like the Patrick Starr talking to I forget the character from SpongeBob who's oh, trying SpongeBob. to give him back his ID. The titular character, SpongeBob. No, I I, I don't remember. I, I actually haven't I've I didn't have Nick as a kid, so I haven't seen all of the SpongeBob things. This is my admission of guilt here on the podcast. I didn't either. I'm just referring to the the meme format. Mm. Uh, what was the format once more? Well, have you so repeat it? It's somebody it's trying podcast. to give. <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody trying to give Patrick Starr his ID. It's like, so it says your name on here. Patrick Starr is like, uh huh, uh huh, and it has all this other stuff. Uh huh. So this is your ID. It's like, no, it's not my ID. No, no and he just keeps saying ID. that. Yeah, he's like trying to explain the, like the building blocks of it to him, and he's just mm-hmm. like, no. Nah. Yeah. That's how I see a lot of people who like you can give them all of the information and they'll just make a wild ass conclusion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is like maybe it is just because I believe somewhere in my psyche that like transhumanism is the correct approach. I'm like gene therapy, superhumans, all that stuff. Yeah, let's freaking go like full speed ahead. All of that. Maybe it won't improve my life, but it'll improve other people's lives. Um but like you suggest the idea of like a super intelligent AI that could analyze all of the evidence and make a more accurate decision for rulings in court as compared to like a 12 person jury. And people are like, oh, that sounds like tyranny. That's terrible. Like this is giving away all of our rights and like this is going to be rife with abuses and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, absolutely. Let the machine rule. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> I would try, try. I would trust an algorithm over a person most any day um but of course i do talk to my house a lot so (laughs) it's i don't know people really make i'm sure i do as well i just can't think of an immediate example people really take extremes and like i will die on this hill for this one specific thing Mm -hmm. but then other things are like yeah what's whatever it's like i don't want to put this stuff in my body and then they're like i hate to go through like the thing but like oh they're just drinking diet coke all the time Mm -hmm. or it's like, I don't know what's in it. I'm like, bitch, you don't know what's in anything. Neither yeah. do I. <laughs> I don't read the ingredients outside of like, does it say peanuts and bold? No, nah, we're good. And that's it. That's but the like, legal system. <laughs> <laughs> is there peanuts in it? <laughs> 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 I 
I do like the idea of imagining somebody who's like a big fan of transhumanism like me. They're like, yeah, robots should essentially have the rights as people if they, you know, pass the Turing test and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But weirdly, they're just like, but trans people aren't people. Yeah. They're abominations. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's there's people that sometimes live too much in sci-fi and they don't think about how the human element in the moment either. Like that's that's ultimately more important. Yes. I would love to, you know, be the type of person that could push forward technology until Ian can replace his legs with tank treads. We all want to be that person, but like maybe just not being an a-hole to the person that we deal with in the moment is better, <laughs> you know, like arguably better. <laughs> Sorry, you know, tank treads. I'm have to be nice to some people. Uh-huh. Actually, <laughs> That's what's holding it back. <laughs> I did a nice thing the other day, which felt very out of character. It's just like, it was a snap thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. I left Wawa, undisclosed Wawa, right? And I was at the light, East Coast. And, ooh, shit! <laughs> <they've> been, <laughs> triangulating now. <laughs> I was at the light, and um, the car in front of me had their gas thing open, but also like they had like the gas cap unscrewed and just kind of like hanging. Oh, I'm like, ah, fuck! So I put my car in park. I ran. I honked initially. They didn't do anything, mm-hmm. so I like, quickly ran up because it was at a red light. I just mm-hmm. like wave they were short on the window I'm like your gas tank uh fix that shit and they're uh-huh. like oh okay and they pulled off to the side um, oh that's really good actually and i still made the light Da-da-da. yeah no that's good i think I, been... I was immediately like i don't should i right right it I'd turns it like, turns me. green immediately <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they drive off <laughs> they swerve into you or some other <laughs> cosmic terror so i took the skills i got from wawa jammed it in the gas tank <laughs> yeah i know you said skittles but for some reason because you had just said wawa i imagined hoagie <laughs> <You're just like laughs> stuffing, <laughs> stuffing a sub sandwich down this gas tank <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. That's that's bad advice. I would want that's it to a- be a meatball sub so that when like the meat I'm imagining like it's just the the right circumference, so like you have to like thumb the meatball through. And then mm. when it goes through finally you've nice color. But yeah, right. <laughs> As it goes on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I know I've been in that circumstance. I saw one of the one I saw that once when like the the gas flap thing was open. And I was like, I don't know how to get their attention. And I kind of like went back and forth between like, should I honk honk at them? I don't think I was at a stoplight or whatever. I think we we're just driving or like turn up, like wave at them, passing them. Yeah, or... I think. And I was best. going like, imagine I'm just like going back and forth, like bringing my knuckle to my mouth. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, ultimately did nothing. Oh, <laughs> that person's now dead. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gone. <laughs> I think if you're like honestly mid traffic, the best you can do is like hope to be alongside of them and kind of wave to get their attention. And then kind of like mm-hmm. do like a a thumb pointing to like a part of their car. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, OK, something about my car. And that's really mm-hmm. the best you can do. And then hope that they can figure it out. But you honking, it's just going to be like, fuck your problem, asshole. Yeah, that's exactly. really the only message you can send. You immediately go defensive. I think this is why it's key. Everyone should have a mini whiteboard that they can like quickly <laughs> scribble something on and then hold it up. That'll definitely reduce the incidence of accidents in the country. I mean, if they made it a feature on cars, 
that you could have messages on the side as you dry, drove uh-huh. by. I've thought about those. There would be a lot of swastikas statistically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eww, United States. I haven't thought about it on the side, but I did think about it on like the back. Because it would be nice to so there's a um there's something that happens in Japan where say like you're merging and a car mm-hmm. like lets you in, um, they'll like flash their hazards twice, which is like thank you. They have that like car etiquette thing. Um, and I'm like, man, I absolutely wish we had something like that because there's times I want to like communicate in some way. So, anyways, LED superimposed across the back <laughs> of the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would get terrible instantly. Yeah, I like the idea though, because kind of like with Japan, I've used like the double tap of like the the high beams for like, hey, you can go. Yeah, if somebody's trying to merge in traffic, or mm-hmm. if I'm driving across like on the highway and like people for like the on the other side mm-hmm. are giving me the flashing lights that's usually means like hey there's a cop coming up oh yeah that's gotcha. a universal one yeah keep but i like out. that this stuff it's okay going back to dark souls 3 multiplayer right uh-huh. um, yeah i like how certain things just evolved from over time like mm-hmm. i don't think it, people got together like hey here's gonna be the thing it just happened enough times that people learned Right. Just a second. You can can continue that thought. I'm going to check our listeners for whiplash. So I'm just going to check their necks. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> with Dark Souls 3 multiplayer, one thing I really liked about it is the etiquette of uh, the fight clubs and how it just was an understood thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like stuff like that where there's just an understanding. It was never taught to you, but you were just in the moment, you're like, ah, okay, I get what's going on. Yeah, I remember reading about this recently for Elden Ring because Elden Ring obviously is the biggest game in there from soft anything. Um, Not a big surprise. Uh, But a lot of people were like jumping into duels or like invasions and things like that. And then they would drink Estus. It's not called Estus, whatever it is. Sunkissed citrus drink. I don't know. Flask of something good. Trims and tears. There you go. <laughs> and um, it's been etiquette like for every game basically in the series that there's there's essentially like two types of fights. There's like an invasion, which is pretty much no holds barred. Um, do whatever you want. If you happen to be the person being invaded and you want to treat it like a duel, you can. And if the invader is, you know, following etiquette or it's one of the games where they just can't heal, <laughs> then they won't. Right. Uh, but otherwise you're fighting. I'm, I'm fighting for my effing life out here, basically. And then there's the duels that you're describing where like you summon someone in, you bow, whatever you fight without healing. Cause that just draws it out unnecessarily for the most part. Um, somebody wins great bow, do it again. And people didn't know about that going into Elden ring. Like, so there was people who, you know, we're healing and they had to basically learn in a game that doesn't have text chat <laughs> or voice chat like this behavior over time. Um, but I think they'll get there. They'll, they'll learn the etiquette one day. Mm-hmm. Usually it just you learn by example, like you watch somebody else do something and you go, why would they do that as opposed to this? Yeah. And then you kind of think about it. Okay, I can see that. Or you start to notice a pattern online with like this is the tools. 
it's the 10th person charging at you at 10% health and refusing to heal. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is healing bad? Are we the baddest? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It is really funny, though, because Elden Ring has, like, it also has the bubble, the mixed physic bubble, which, mm-hmm. like, so many people are using in PvP. And I don't know if it's, at least when I last played, I don't know if it was established whether that was within etiquette or not. I think it is. Like, for the dual clips I usually see online, uh, anybody who's doing buffs typically, like, will either go into it already buffed or they'll do everything first and then you do your etiquette of a bow or whatever your emote's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think people allow it for the most part, but there is the, um, uh, the spell that neutralizes it. Can't remember it. Incantation. Law Um, of regression. Yeah. Law of regression. And I mean, there's plenty of clips out there of someone who's like, all right, now that I've buffed my character and stabbed myself with the sword for like the Sudoku buff um, and drank my mixed physic, um, let's go. And then it's just like law of regression (laughs) during the arms. All of the buffs drop off and they're like, I'm a piece out, though. (laughs) Slash the air and leave the like disconnect. Um, And I think that's kind of hilarious, actually. What's your take on it? Because there's factors, right? Like, Or are you mixed- saying that somebody goes into buff, let's say you go into buff, and then I use Law of Regression? Is that a dick move? Yeah, because Law of Regression actually prevents the user from buffing as well. It's just like, no buffs. You're basically saying, for this fight, no buffs. I think it's fair. It's kind of like... In, in Magic, there's so many different play styles of decks where you're not going to have a counter for everything. But a lot of times you're like, hey, this is how my deck plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just that one strat. So if your sh- one strat is Law of Aggression and then like hitting people, I think that's fine. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think you need buffs to beat somebody. Like if you're a mage and you've done your buffs, you can still beat them with Magic. Right. That's not going to change your play style. Um, but it's just obviously lowering your damage potential, damage mitigation, and theirs as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's so I would, definitely I would say no. There's definitely some builds that like rely on the cheese that buffs enable. Like um that like mech build or whatever it was where they got like yeah. stone skin and uh, insanity eyes and all that. Um one that was really funny to me was Someone was dueling, but they required in mixed physic the effect that increased their equipment load, their maximum equipment load, so that they wouldn't be literally fat rolling in their armor. And the guy was just like, law of regression. <laughs> and it was uh, it was great. Then the guy slowly, slowly, slowly walked away because he couldn't uh-huh. jump off the edge. Yeah. yeah. Did you, brief Elden Ring aside, did you watch, uh, I think it was Inferno Pluses, last video i'm not sure probably not i'm usually not couple... plus, sorry um he hasn't posted forever iron pineapple <laughs> he did a run though with uh, over the max equip load i didn't see that one i didn't see that i said it was posted it's interesting yeah because he like did when... a range ranged only i think was the last one i saw i think so he was using the i believe it was him i saw a video of someone was using the exploit 
with the uh, cannon plus a crossbow, the mixed moveset bug. I Are think you, that you, was one, yeah. I don't remember if that was him. I know yeah. either him or somebody else did one where it's like you can't actually walk. Okay. You basically have to use like weapon arts and stuff. Okay. Or like certain attacks to move forward. I was thinking of Yimfa, by the way. Not Yimfa also does cool challenge runs, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like stuff like that. Really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't played in a while. Um kind of taking a little bit of a break and trying some other stuff out. But given that like some of the patches they've released have literally expanded NPC storylines, it I could definitely see myself going back. It seemed like they hadn't finished all of the content and wisely decided like, hey, let's pare down what we're releasing because we already know that we have like a great product. And this is going to be a DLC. There'll be a DLC. And even like some of the patches in the interim have been like, oh, by the way, we finished some of those things that, you know, we pared down. So we had like a clean release. Um, I'm thinking of cyberpunk as I say this. (laughs) This is is what cyberpunk should have done. But yeah. Are you enjoying going back and playing some cyberpunk? Oh, yeah, it's it's not to rehash the conversation we have, Justin, but yeah, it's still fun. I haven't played it much in the last uh, couple days, um, kind of going back to the old standbys of Starcraft and Overwatch, Blizzard games and stuff like that. But um, I might play Mooncrash, actually. That's the next one on the docket. All right. I see what you're doing there. Jake's like, uh, how do we talk about Prey being uh, free on at the game store for this week? Uh huh. No, I don't think Moon Crash isn't would be included since it's no, DLC. that's DLC. But uh, it seemed it seemed like segue material, which is why I was harping on in on it. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, yeah, I mean, pick up Prey if you don't have it, and you would like a free copy. Then I mean, we haven't shilled for anything on the Epic Games Store in like a long time. Freaking pick up Prey. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't get the free copy. <laughs> Go to Steam, pay full price. <laughs> it's just a good game. And mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't want to go listen to the episode, it's a game like Bioshock, where mm-hmm. it's an immersive first-person sim, but which is really cool, really fun. Yeah. Space-related. If that wins you any points. Very much in the... Uh... And, and and the shock series bio system one of those and i love i still love the fact that like prey the fact that it has the prey name is completely incidental like nobody knows there's not a living person that knows what the original prey game was like it's a reboot for a franchise that linguistics considered it dead like that's how how old it is um and I think a lot of people didn't even realize it was a franchise, but for some reason, uh, management was like, no, no, use the existing IP. You can make whatever game you want, but it has to be called Prey. And they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to keep making the game. <laughs> like you can call it, we'll call it whatever. <laughs> I think that's funny. Also, it's weird to put this above Bioshock, but I actually would put it above Bioshock. Hmm. Because like Bioshock for me is a lot of nostalgia points, for sure. Uh, but going back, it definitely does not handle as well. Obviously, oh, yeah. it's a much older game. Uh, but also, I like the subversion in Prey a lot more. Because mm-hmm. like things with Bioshock, you're like, I have a pretty good idea where it's going. There's some twists and turns, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still love the game for it. But 
I guess it's a little more evolved than Prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Prey's an immersive sim, and Bioshock's pretty much a linear shooter, more or less. It's like that 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 is not the full story of Bioshock, but the type of game Bioshock is. Yeah, is it's not in the same way that Deus Ex is an immersive sim. Yeah. But yeah, I still Bioshock. play it like a linear shooter. <laughs> you don't climb through events. That's how you can tell. Are are you playing an immersive sim? Yes. No. Can you <laughs> climb through events? Um uh, but yeah. I mean both excellent games. Hopefully they remaster Bioshock one of these days, you know, it's just whew, give me a free copy of it on Steam. <laughs> I mean, I would like that. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they could... did. They, that's what I'm referencing. They would have to remaster Infinite, I think, would be the next one. Now probably don't more need to. racism. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Was that remaster? Was that a joke on that? Because that, that would be bad. <laughs> I'm getting eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's more credit than I deserve for that one. Um, Are you following the uh, Dead Space remaster at all? Do you like even the, care? I don't know. It depends. I mean, my care is hmm. like that's that's my level of care. Like if it comes out and it's awesome, then great. But like not too long ago, within the last couple of years, like I played several of the Dead Space games and yeah. one still holds up like the best out of them. Like I, I, it's weird to say, but like mechanically there's like one which is really solid and then there's like three which gameplay wise works but like i don't know so i don't it's actually weird that they're starting from the beginning i think because they have so far to fall if they screw with the gameplay true but i mean it kind of has been the season for a lot of remakes or remasters yeah resident evil's been popping off with it I've heard mm-hmm. pretty good feedback around. And it's I, that's a way all... to like reinvigorate the franchise and get like new people into like, hey, this thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go back and get a PlayStation 1 to experience the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny to think about, but we've been, well, we're not even the people who have been in games the longest, but we've been in like AAA modern games for basically the entire lifespan of them. And... Like, there's just a generation of people who are like, what are you talking about? Bioshock, right? Like, what was that? 2008? Is that when that game came out? When I was a baby, <laughs> right? Like, so, yeah, a remaster is, you know, an entire potentially new market for them, right? Yeah. I mean, they did it with Tony Hawk, too. Mm-hmm. And, and Tony Hawk 1. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, but English. Yeah, it's like one of those things where I don't follow it so closely, but I am kind of happy they're doing it. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where they go from there. Cause obviously yeah. like, if they keep having successes with remakes and remasters, you're eventually going to start touching on IPs that you care about. And mm-hmm. I say that to you specifically, uh, but also right. to you in general. Um, Cause certain people might not be resident evil fans, right? But maybe down the line, they'll do something else. I haven't maybe. even checked out the, the Bioshock remaster. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a difference for me between like a remake and a remaster, like a remake. I'm more interested in than a remaster because I've kind of reached a point in my life where I don't care that much. Like Bioshock looks good to me and the water still looks amazing. If I can shock people in it, we're doing okay. 
Yeah. And the water looked amazing in like 2008. And Crisis was basically where my brain stopped. And sometimes games look better than games look better than Crisis, but I don't care as much. Like Cyberpunk. There are, are vistas in Cyberpunk that look like freaking amazingly awesome. But I'm playing the game more and not like pausing to be like, that's freaking amazing. So I don't know. Unless it's like a walk and talk type game, I don't tend to prioritize graphics super high. Um, hmm. I have to like the style of it. It has to not mm-hmm. look like shit. That's really right. it for me. Mm-hmm. Like if you put a lot of work into doing something very thematic and style stylistic, shout out Tunic. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm like this looks really fucking cool. Awesome. Yeah. But I don't need it to be there. It's not the make or break feature of it for sure. And the most uh, stylish games are like unremasterable, right? Like they have to be, they would have to be something like a remake where you're changing gameplay because like no one's going to go back to Okami or like Wind Waker. Bro, that game like, <laughs> fucking sucks. Like, I was like, oh, Okami, I can get it on Steam for like five bucks. I got two minutes in before I'm like, no fucking way. I've never played it to be fair. Um, the control scheme and like the you can't skip anything. I just got very frustrated very quick. I was like, nah. Yeah. But like, I guess what? Well, so I mentioned Wind, Make, Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a Wind Waker HD, I think, at some point. Um, and that's basically what you can do. Like, we improve the resolution. But if the art style is so like ubiquitous and core to the identity of the game, and man, was it divisive at launch. Um, but I think. History has proven Nintendo right with this cartoony link. Um, like you can't just make it look better. That's why cell shading is freaking timeless. Yeah, it's a very specific style, mm-hmm. and it looks cool. In the yeah. same way, I will always love tilt shifting too. Mm-hmm. But for the games that like don't have one of those particular styles, yeah, I mean, I could I could stand to see a couple good thought out remakes and square enix like divesting themselves of so many of their ips deus ex is one of them um like the potentially you could see it you could see a deus ex without a number after it or a colon and it could be a new one you know so i mean if they remade the original i'd be more inclined to check it out Mm -hmm. because i I have no ties to the original they Um, absolutely i'm curious in just the story it's i am i am biased and but like man how has it not happened you could pay like three people zero dollars that are invested in the project and they would remake it for you like i don't don't know how corporate hasn't jumped on that one yet (laughs) you say this is not a financial advice podcast but i've been counting the number of times you said invested and divested buy sell i don't care (laughs) jake's become a a stock bro since we last spoke everybody no i'm very much the opposite of that i had some money and i was like should i invest this like in personal investment accounts and then like i got not financial advice from our not financial advisor friend um is actually friend um maybe a financial advisor definitely not financial advice though and uh then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then we bought a house. <laughs> so now, now, now I don't have, I do not have that money to throw around. That's, that's a separate financial investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so instead, I know I have a 401k somewhere, but I'm not looking at it. Because people are like, the stock market. And I'm like, ah, I don't like that. <laughs> right? Is it doing well? Ah, I don't know. Bad? Ah, I don't want to know that either. <laughs> I've never fully understood the stock market. Because like, I can just buy Campbell's soup and call it a day, you know? Yeah, right? There you go. That was the joke. I, I was just going to let that one sit. <laughs> I was going to let that one simmer. Simmer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's sad how many of these I have lined up. Not not actually like written down, but it's like I can just go from one to the other like shitty pun. Mm-hmm. I was going to say on the remake front, though, you never checked out Final Fantasy VII Remake, correct? No, I was waiting for... <laughs> this is my official out. I'm waiting for Final Fantasy VII to be complete. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember being so excited for it i'm like i'm gonna get a ps4 specifically to play this Mm -hmm. and then i played monster hunter with people played some other stuff like little big planet but then when they finally came out with the game i'm like oh i don't give a fuck about this because it went full anime and like hey we're gonna break it over like 17 pieces i'm like attack on titan please (laughs) yeah (laughs) just finish um but yeah, it felt like it was too much of a change. And like, mm. I'd be fine if they just changed certain things. But now they're like adding extra storylines. I'm like, I don't care about these other people who were in like the first 15 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you remember the Hobbit movies that came out a couple of years ago? Yeah, and I say a couple, but it's obviously been like probably eight. It's 20 um, years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember a thing that happened in the past? But I don't know how time works. Yeah, um, we're not there anymore. That's all I know. <laughs> like, I was never super crazy about like the Hobbit, but I was familiar enough with the storyline and like the old yeah. 1980s animated thing. You know, it's Bilbo. Um, yeah. True fans. <laughs> Where's Tom Pompadil? <laughs> when they made it into like, Hey, here's like a three part movie. I saw mm-hmm. one of them with some people just cause like it's a movie to see. Yeah. But they started adding in this extra stuff with like Legolas and like a romance thing. I'm like, Oh, they've just, commodified it and that's it yeah and at that point i kind of lost interest because it even if it was like a cool story and they're taking a reinterpretation of some stuff they're adding enough stuff that i just that was just there for the sake of it being a movie i'm like i Mm -hmm. eh, that's not really what i wanted i guess yeah i mean that's an interesting take that that is like i think you're in danger of that with remakes but i feel like at least for games like hollywood jump sharks all the time it's just it's just sharks. It's a bay full of sharks. <laughs> how, how do you get across the bay? How are they um, in the bay? <laughs> yeah. Are they not saltwater? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so it's really accepted there, even for people who are disappointed with something, you know, like The Hobbit, where it's like, hey, we added these scenes of rambunctious, jovial combat instead of like freaking bloody war is what like the original trilogy was for Lord of the Rings, right? They had like the appropriate amount of gravitas. Now, The Hobbit admittedly was a series, like was a book intended for a younger audience than, you know, like the rest of Lord of the Rings. That's right. It was like for his kids, like bedtime stories. And then eventually he's like, ah, fine, I'll turn it into a book. Um, But still, I think like a lot of people are disappointed there. On the gameplay front, when you look at video games, like 
I would like to believe that for the most part, when people are dealing with a remake, they're either too careful or too lazy to go so far away from the source material to be like, this is going to literally offend the people who played the original game. Final Fantasy VII potentially did that, but they also did it with like, I give them that they had their own intent for it. Um, I mean, I just don't care. <laughs> like, I'm not a diehard fan by any means, but I I was fine with like them changing up the gameplay to not be like an old school, just an RPG. I would have been yeah, fine but, with that too, because mm-hmm. that hits a certain nostalgia trigger for me. But I enjoyed like from the demo, like, oh, this is a more modern thing, kind of similar to Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, which is like the the boy adventure for anybody who's not played it. And it's like, oh, that's fine, fine. But it's just like the other injecting story stuff into it. Yeah, it felt it's like a, a remix. Rolling ism, almost. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, P.S. A little postscript here. There's a, I forgot. You know, these other thirteen chapters. I'm like, the fuck. Mm-hmm. And the perspective's fundamentally different, also, right? Like Final Fantasy VII is like a perspective shift. It's like if you're watching a TV show and all of the events happened in one episode and then the following episode was the same events from someone else's perspective. That's closer to what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII. They're trying to give you like more of the story, but you appreciate that more if you play the original game. That's the point, yeah. right? They're trying to elaborate on whatever was in the original game. And fundamentally, most games don't try to do that as a remake. They're trying to create a fresher interpretation of the original experience while maintaining all of it yeah it's i really like like i'll watch some footage of like silent hill or resident evil some of the older games Mm. and how they like made a really cool thing with the technology and limitations they had at the time but it's natural for games to progress and obviously like they didn't use the exact same hardware and stuff they developed better technology and they utilized it and better art assets to make it more realistic to the person playing. Now, mm-hmm. granted, when you're playing a game for the first time ever, if that's your first experience with it, you're like, wow, this is so real. Whereas if you go back 10, 20 years, you're like, this kind of looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I like the idea of modernizing it. Um, I think you can take some liberties here and there without really losing too much. But as long as it's still fundamentally like the same story beats, not massively changing the gameplay to be like a Tetris versus Mm -hmm. for something like Resident Evil. I think you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And it's, it's video games. There's always a massive range of what's allowable and what's not. And I, as much as I love the original feeling for games, um, a lot of that's nostalgia. Sometimes like a reimagining or putting a spin on the franchise is the right call. And until someone literally plays the game, it's going to be hard to say. Because um, I know I hate it when people release the same game every year. Like, that's the part yeah. I know is wrong. Holy shit. <laughs> Something else is potentially better. But, yeah. Have people play, I guess, and see if it's fun before you release it. This is just, this again, life advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people need to f- fail and succeed to kind of scatter the market with more data points, basically. Mm-hmm. and then from yeah. that we will have the algorithm to decide which games people should play and which games they shouldn't mm-hmm. we will divest ourselves from that decision 
yeah, we're back to machine ethics. <laughs> we're, we're good. Machines can decide all of it. It'll be fine. Um, Why is Steam putting all these hentai games in my inventory? <laughs> yeah. You love it. You love it. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> all your Facebook ads are specifically just hentai games on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Your, your YouTube uh, commercials are just based around like, do you have too many tentacles around the house? What the fuck? <laughs> Facebook is like suggesting gift ideas for you, like to your friends. Just like, oh, no. <laughs> Dave loves hentai tentacles. All this stuff. Yeah, like hmm. they're they're all different, like bath supplies, but they always involve like suction cups onto like the shower wall. Uh huh. And your aunt's just like, all right, let's get him a cutting board. <laughs> like none of this stuff. Um. We're at time, but man, there was a couple other things I wanted to mention, so I'm going to do it anyways. Oh, are you doing the rip? rip? Okay, yep, he's doing the rapid fire fingers. Right, yeah, ahead. rapid fire fingers. One of them, I called it, but I mean, like anyone would call it. Bethesda did delay Starfield and Redfall. For people who aren't familiar with Redfall, because I actually did have to look it up. That was their open world co-op shooter, um, like apocalypse infected type something. It looked cool, but we only saw a trailer. So who's to say? But yeah, I was like, because it's uh, the first release date is this year. Uh, some previous episode. Look it up or not. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Um, it got for, pushed for back. the record. I believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all that counts. Any other any objection? That's what I thought. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they got pushed back to 2023. 20, uh, they said first half of 2023. So look for it. Second half of 2023. Um and the last, the the last one I, I definitely wanted to mention was, um, uh, and this is a callback, and this is actually a question to Dave because I literally can't remember. Did we ever do an episode on MGS five? I don't think so. I think we talked about it. Yeah, we've definitely referenced it a lot, but I don't remember if it ever got its own standalone episode because we're like, what do we talk about? Because, mm-hmm. like, hey, did some zany shit in the gameplay. Story is fucking wacky because it's a Kojima thing. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah, that might have been our big our beginner chops, though. Now we could be like, all right, quiet. One hour. Let's go. <laughs> right. Like, and probably one hour of quiet. <laughs> there you go. Um, it would be like that. Uh, I can't remember if it was classical or baroque, but that um, music piece that was just a silent concert. Look it up. It's an actual thing. Um, I learned about it in music appreciation and nowhere else in life. Uh, but in MGS5, there was a cutscene that was data mined in 2015 um, for brief background. You could have like a mother base. Every player had a mother base. It was their own local instance of like a home base. You could like recruit crew and build things on it and do research. And ultimately, over the course of an extended period of time, I think it literally took like a week, you could build nuclear weapons, which were a massive deterrent for other people invading your base because they had to have like a minimum power or something like that to even try. Um, that sounds like some Pokemon Go shit, but okay. Yep, exactly that. Uh, but the downside was now you have a nuclear weapon, which is like bad and uh there was a cutscene the cutscene that was data mined was um and you can see it on youtube but like some sort of congratulation like self pat on the back moment amongst the main cast for 
like disarming all of the nukes in the entire world. Um, and it was like this Kojima world peace thing. And even to this day, I'm like, he knew that this cutscene would never be seen. Because the ways you get rid of nukes are if players invade your, you could either disassemble them yourself, which you would never do because you built them, right? Or a player could invade you and um, steal them and then disarm them on their own base, which is a process. But it was not possible, right? Do you remember this? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that being a thing. But of course, that would never fucking happen. It's, but yeah. also this is from like the the mind of the guy who made Death Stranding, right? Which I'm still convinced, and also never, who made Quiet. Happened. Need I bring her up again? <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned a game. I'm gonna have to think more about that. But uh, so the th- funny thing was, I this is current year, right? So this is seven years after the cutscene was data mined, and people were like, "Oh, it's." theoretically possible it'll probably never happen but it's theoretically possible and maybe that was the whole point you know kojima was trying to make we'll never achieve nuclear disarmament because of human nature right this is a real world commentary Uh, but it's actually not possible in the game (laughs) and the reason it's not possible in the game and finally proven so was that players that were banned from the game could still have nukes in their bases and those players could never be invaded. <laughs> so it's literally impossible. <laughs> and that's a long tangent, but I thought it was hilarious. That's like doing checking on like some data in a database, but like not checking to see if the record was active and if you should even deal with it. Or mm-hmm. if it's there for like historical record keeping purposes. Yeah. You fools. <laughs> it's very much it like Konami deserves this though <laughs> like this is in, entirely in konami's wheelhouse so um yeah that's it that was my last piece of big news my piece of big news is uh <laughs> by the time you've heard this i will be in a different location <laughs> that's true talked about that a little bit um hopefully the move goes well let me know because i'll be right there helping you move <laughs> um i'll give but, you the play by play We've put another box into the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back for the next episode and it's just going to be like constant traffic sounds and just cars passing by constantly. <laughs> be like, what's different? I don't know. The acoustics are changed. <laughs> but yeah, no, should be good. Um, I'd wish you best of luck, but I mean, that would be weird given that I'll be there. And that's usually said when one would not be there assisting. So. Good luck. <laughs> Any words of wisdom for the listeners on the way out? Uh, look back upon your life and think about the things that you've accomplished and your <laughs> loved good. ones you've met along the way. <laughs> the real Wait, loved what ones. What you meant by on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, as always, you can send in outro ideas that are smoother than the ones we use to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast which is also on its own outro. Not the podcast, the platform. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.